Hey everyone, welcome to The Culture of Truth. This is a podcast that reviews the truth of God's word and discusses the influence it has in our lives and worldview. My name is Jeff Amstutz, and today I've got with me my friends Rob Greer. How are we doing, y'all? And Will Hawkins. Hey, everyone. We study scripture to understand what it says, grow our understanding of God through it, and ultimately change the way we live our lives in obedience. In this episode, we will finish up 1 Peter by looking at chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. But before we dive into the text for today, let's check in. Guys, how has God been working in your life since last episode? Yeah, so since last episode, there's been some some pretty tough conversations that I've that I've had with with family. And since then there's been things where my my emotions and, and feelings have, have gotten riled up or have led to me thinking thoughts that are either sinful or just anger that wasn't always righteous. And I think during that time I've I've seen more and more that I need to to deal with that in a way that honors God by not only confessing it, but being able to have a conversation with the party that has either offended me or maybe I've offended them. And so in the, in that, since that time, you know, I've been wrestling with just how to do that well and also how to make sure that I'm displaying the love of Christ, not just with my words, but with my actions. It's one thing to want to say the right thing, but I also want to do it and, and be an example of Christ to another Christian or even just someone who may not know Jesus. It's an opportunity for, for ministry. And so family dynamic makes that even harder. It makes it extremely hard because yeah. obviously they, they know you better than anyone on the, on the planet. And so when something is said or done, it, it can affect you much more than someone you may not know. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at. Mm. What about you, Will? Yeah, you were talking about wanting to, you know, reflect God in your in your actions, and I can't remember what else you said, but pretty much the way the way you live your life in your actions and in your speech, I think, is something what you were saying. But I think for me, I think that's something that I've that I've been able to do more so than more so than previously, like specifically letting certain situations or circumstances dictate how I behave, how I feel about something, how I think about myself, how I think about God, how I think about others and how I even treat people at times, treat myself at times. A lot of times I treat myself worse than, um, I worse than anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. So this, I think I've just strong, I've been able to string together a lot of good days to where I have not, I have not beat myself down essentially, or had this like shame cycle, all these things that I've, that have kind of been habitual, um, the past six months, year, two years, four years, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I think things have, things have been pretty good, man. Praise the Lord. Good. Keep running, dude. That's incredible. For me, uh, I just started week one last week of the Austin stone teacher development program, which is a great 10 week class on how to prepare a lesson, how to deliver a lesson effectively, and whether uh, I think I can teach or not, it's just, it's a good venue to work on that skill. So basically, I have to fight the desire to go in and think I can just crush it, and I don't need this class because I'm already good at this. (laughs) And at the same side, on the other side of saying, well, I'm here because I believe there's a skill, and one that uh, I don't want to throw away. 
And so I'm, I'm excited about it and got to have, I'm going to have a few opportunities to be teaching this fall at the Austin stone. And so I just want to be faithful with it and be ready for feedback because that's a, that's a key part of this is to give a lesson and then be critiqued on it. That's everyone's worst fear, including mine is to like, of course, everything I told you was fine. Right. (laughs) I don't want to hear what you didn't like, but it's for my good. And so if I understand that going in, I feel like I'm going to get much more value out of that Mm -hmm. feedback. So I keep trying to tell myself that though. Uh, We'll see how it actually goes. Yeah, man. (laughs) I'm excited to hear about that because first of all, Jeff, love hearing you speak, love hearing you just encourage us, pray for us. And I'm sure those that are in your, in your presence are going to be blessed when they, when they hear you teach. Thanks Rob. You're getting me nice and set up to just crash hard when they're like, Jeff, you're terrible at this. But yeah, (laughs) no, I appreciate that, bro. Of course. Of course. Okay, so we are concluding First Peter today. Uh, Will, could you go ahead and read the passage for today? Yeah, sure. Verse 12, By Silvanus, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I have written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings, and so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with the kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Man, I'll just say up front, I I really enjoy the writings of um, these epistles because they're very personal. I don't know about you guys, but these are passages that whenever it's Paul writing somewhere or here it's Peter, uh, it's easy to just like kind of forget about it. Like, oh yeah, there are these people that this was written to. But like, what do you guys make about this being included in scripture? What can we draw from reading uh, very personal greetings uh, between people uh, in the very early church? Yeah, I, I think it's important, I mean, to, like you said, it's it's when these epistles have been written, they've been written to either multiple churches or just one church. And obviously with Peter, he's speaking to, to multiple people, multiple elect exiles, according to First Peter 1. And when you take that in the totality of this book and then, or of this letter, and then think about what he's addressing at the end here, it's a cool reminder that Peter doesn't want to just remind people as a, as a group of the importance of following Christ during suffering, but hey, here are specific people that I want to address and how they can be an encouragement as well to you, or also how they've been an encouragement to Peter himself. Mm. And that there should always be a, a close circle of people that are in, in your life and helping you follow Christ. Yeah, that's really good. What about you, Will? Anything to add? Yeah, I'm not sure how, how much different this is from what you or Rob were saying, but I just look at that. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, this person sends you greetings. And so mm. does Mark, my son. Yeah. Like there's a, there's familiarity. I'm sure these people that they're writing to know who they are. So mm-hmm. it's probably encouraging to hear their names yeah. and to see their names there. And it's like, oh man, it's like, you know, Rob tells me he saw somebody that we've, we knew back in college and it's like, oh, Hey, Will, they told me that they, to say hi to you. 
I'm like, oh man, like that stirs my heart when I yeah. hear that, you know? Yeah. Someone was thinking about you and they were unable to say that themselves, yeah. but they want you to know. So then it's in a connection. personally addressed letter to them saying, Hey, this person says, Hey. Yeah. And that there's language in here about that. They're also your brother or sister in Christ. Yeah. These, these aren't just people who know you. These are people yeah. that are in the faith with you. And I mean, this context, these, a lot of these Christians are suffering, yeah. right? So oh, yeah. I think, I think that has to be kept in mind because I easily forget this as I'm reading a lot of this. So as, as it's closing, it's like they're addressing these people who are suffering and this greeting could cause some alleviation of that, of that a little bit. It helps them to be encouraged amidst what they're going through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there are specific people that are thinking about you. Yeah. Yeah. That means something. They're, they're, they're praying for you. They're wanting to extend a, there's other, other parts of scripture that mention a, a holy kiss, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, a wanting to express their love and, and thoughts for you as a, as a church or as a, as a person. And so it's incredible to, to see a, a greeting like this from, from Peter, because like you said, well, these people are suffering and they're suffering because they are Christians. So maybe a point of application could be that we should be reminded that there are specific people in our life that ought to know that we're thinking about them and then even more so praying for them. And if we're not praying for them, we should be. Amen. That we should pay attention to those that God's put in our lives. But this last statement, peace to all of you who are in Christ and it sounds almost like a platitude, like peace to all of you who are in Christ, mm. but, but give, give me something that when you think and meditate on that, something that pops out to you in what does it mean to have peace in Christ? I think it means to have a sense of certainty that at the end, at the end of it all, there is going to be nothing that can you know take us away from the truth that was reminded or that was given to these folks that he was writing to at the beginning and Mm -hmm. that piece is that i am secure in christ i am secure and i now have a a a reason to celebrate my security um i think the peace is is it's not just a feeling i think it's a it's a it's a reality that what you are going through is just not for, for no reason. Right. So remember that the greetings that are coming from these people specifically and myself, like that's part of that peace. Mm. Um, and we have that peace in Christ and because of Christ. Right. So does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And, and will your check-in, you know, stringing together these good days. Uh, I mean, talk me through how your relationship with Christ is really fueling that. Uh, I mean, it's everything. I think that's where it starts too. You know, I don't really get anywhere if I don't have that as the foundation. I, I would say I've been working on that foundation. I think for a lot of years, I've I will I could say the right things, do the right things, but really, my foundation was built on sand in a lot of ways, mm. um, which obviously is not is not strong and lasting. So, yeah, I, I think every it gives me, it gives me peace, like what I'm seeing here. And that's what I've been seeking. I've been seeking um, my heart to not be anxious and my mind to not be kind of all over the place and my flesh being more stronger than the spirit in me. Essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so when I'm able to, what ultimately clears all the fog is me sitting down and actually slowing down and pausing and going and, and praying and trying to get his word into me and then actually trying to apply those things that I'm learning and that he's showing me. Meditating on the word and obeying what you right. encounter. Like, live yeah. it, like living it. Um, and then, and then I, I would, and I would add community on top of that. Mm. So those not in isolation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not in isolation and that's where I was before. And specifically in the sin that I was in, it was a very isolating thing to where I would keep, I would, I would continue to sin in isolation. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people, that's what people do. They're, we don't want to, we don't want to put that out there. And so I think I have much more of a heart that's open towards, I cannot, I cannot keep this in. I need to talk about it. I need to confess and it's, I'm starting to form new habits essentially yeah. that are more focused on how do I honor God? Yeah. I mean, great answers guys. And I, for me, I want to draw uh, a little bit of a, a preview of a future series we'll do on God's communicable attributes. Mm. We think about the peace of God. The peace is something that we get to um, experience that God is perfect and that we get to ex- uh, kind of partake in what it means to have peace. And in systematic theology, um, the book we studied previously on the incommunicable attributes, the peace is, is described there as order according to God. So peace and tranquility are related, but not the same thing. Peace doesn't mean just no conflict. Peace means you are in alignment with the order of the universe that God has established. And when you are against that, there is no peace. So whether it's um, aligning your affections or life rhythms will with what you're reading in scripture. um, What was yours, Rob? Mine was more about the reality that I'm secure. Mm, Yeah. Or with Rob, with you talking about your security being in God. I mean, why is it secure? Because God's the one ordering the universe. Mm-hmm. Why, why is it good for you? Cause God created you will and said, this is how I meant for you to live. So stop resisting it and start obeying and you will actually find mm-hmm. more joy in, in, in God. Uh, and so when I see peace to all of you who are in Christ, um, I, I deeply connect peace of God being when you see Christ, if you are in Christ, your peace is, I understand why I'm on earth, what I'm supposed to do, and that I am secure because the God of the universe is the one ordering my steps. And so that's the peace we're talking about. And believe it or not, we just read a book on what do you do when you're suffering as a Christian is tranquility is going to be in heaven. You know, no pain, no sin, no anguish, all of that stuff but there can be peace now and saying, ah, but I trust in God. And so, man, I think I I just, I love that being the end of this book on suffering basically. Wow. Yeah. And so for those of you who are listening, um, we've spent a lot of episodes going through the entire book of first Peter. Praise the Lord. We made it today, but you'll notice in in this episode, we haven't done a, a, a recap because we thought it'd be cool to finish this episode by just having a personal highlight uh, of the book of First Peter as we reflect on what we studied as a group. And so we'll just each go around and say, hey, hey this is what I've reflected on the book of First Peter and um, something that I'm going to be drawing from moving forward as we no longer study this book as a, as a group. So I guess you can start us out, Rob. Yeah, so I think... For me, the, the, the one thing that I 
want to reflect on and, and continue to draw back towards, especially when I think of the book of first Peter, as we've gone through it in the series is, is identity because Peter starts off this book, not only talking about the specific elect exiles that he's writing to, but he knows they're suffering, but he also wants to remind them first of foremost of their identity in Christ. Um, specifically I'm thinking about not just how God has initiated this relationship with us and has caused us to be born again to a living hope, that hope being through a resurrected Jesus. But verses six through seven, first, first chapter here says, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. First and foremost, our identity is in Christ and his victory. Mm. And so understanding that whatever suffering you go through in life as a believer, remember who you are in Christ and yeah. remember that he was the first one to go through that suffering for yeah. you. And it's not by accident. You know, we've, we've read that throughout this book, but that's something I want to continue to reflect on and be reminded of as I suffer as a Christian. Mm, that's good, man. What about you, Will? Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's once we are aware of this new identity, it's what follows and it's, that's in our actions, right? It's like, don't, don't do the things that we used to do. And he talks about in first Peter four, talking about not doing the things that the Gentiles want to do living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, originess. He gives a whole list of things. And then even later in verse seven, talking about being self-controlled and sober-minded. And so that resonates with me personally, just because of my story, right? Like I've, I've been on this journey of trying to like, what is my identity? Who am I? Especially lately, like accepting that I'm a, a son of God mm. and what that means. Um, and trying to just live that out. So that means that I'm not going to like some like, give into my flesh, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to say, Holy spirit, I need you, Jesus. I need you to help me to change my thoughts, to change my actions, to help me have control over these things. Yeah. And I only have the self-control and I only am able to be sober minded because of your spirit that's in me, mm. right? Driving out, the, the desires of my flesh. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just the, that whole conversation that we had around being of being self-controlled and being sober minded and what all that means. Yeah. Um, in the context of trying to live, live out the life, um, as close as to Christ as we can. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's good. It's good stuff. And for me, I got, I got a brief one and then I'll say the main one, the, the brief one being, uh, echoing a little bit of what Rob said with, uh, this, there being, our identity in Christ and how that is constantly intermixed with our obedience and like, what are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And so this, this going between this Peter going between, let me tell you who you are and what that means for you and your life back and forth and back and forth is very intentional because they're not separate. Yeah. Um, it, it, being like Christ is a part of every facet of our life, hands down. And a big one uh, is one of my life verses. I'd be remiss to not bring it up. It's just first Peter four, eight, which is above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. And we talked about uh, in a few episodes ago, 
about how when Christ was sinned against, he responded in love saying, I'm not going to escalate in sin back to you and keep this infinite cycle going and going and going when I, I can, I can take it. I can bear it. And he actually bared it to the point of being obedient to uh, go and die on a cross. And that's just incredible to think about when, when the world sins against us, when our fellow believers in the church sin against us, we have the power in Christ to say, I'm not going to escalate this. I'm not going to fire it back at you. And that just blows my mind every time I meditate on that mm. because my natural reaction is to say, no, I got to meet, I got to meet the energy. I got to, or, or I got to top you. I got to, I got to get you back or, you know, it's just, no, the, the believer in Christ who trusts that Christ is, is better than whatever sin is, has come our way. They have the power through the Holy spirit to say, yeah, I'm that, that sucked, but I'm not going to fire back. And that's a tough thing to do. That's a tough thing to do. Very tough. Mm. And it's, it's funny that right before that, it's the verse I was talking about being self-controlled and self-minded. Like you can't do what you're saying to, to cover a multitude of sins of love um, and love each other earnestly. If you don't have those things. That's right. That's right. We will inevitably come up short if we're able to do it at all without the power of the Holy spirit, Mm. man. Well, with that, that's all we have for on the book of first Peter. And for today. Thank you to all of those who listened to this episode, and we hope that you were encouraged and equipped in truth. Please share this with a friend or a loved one so that others can be reminded of God's truth today. And as always, thanks for listening to the Culture of Truth podcast. Until next time. Peace. See you.